Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. There have been a lot of really good players to come through Ann Arbor, especially in the Jim Harbaugh era. But who have been those standouts? We even go a little bit earlier than Jim Harbaugh for some of them. Who have been those standouts and some of those skill positions on offense, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver? Our 10 best of the last 10 years on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thursday, we are back and doing it. Locked on Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire, currently in Orlando, Florida. All things go to plan, which they should. (laughs) At this moment, I should be at Disney that you are watching or listening to this. Nonetheless, so we are going with our list of Palooza as we occasionally do. Seems like once a year we do, uh, we have some fun with some lists. So that's what we were doing, and we we're turning our attention to mostly the offensive side of the ball. Tomorrow we'll do defense, uh, well, two defensive positions and tight end. Uh, uh, we'll add that in. So we'll probably start with tight end to do a continuation. But today we are going to do, and my very subjective, the ten best players and a countdown that Michigan has had at uh, the three uh, most prominent positions on uh, offense. So counting down 10 to 1, we're going to do one a segment. That's We're just going to keep rolling. We're just going to do it really fast. Uh, so let's start with quarterback, uh, which I have not written yet. Uh, I'm actually sorry. With quarterback, we're going beyond Jim Harbaugh. We're going the past 20 years because that's a little bit harder to do. You know, you can't do the 10 best quarterbacks of the Jim Harbaugh era because there haven't been 10. So we're going back to 2003. Uh, 2003. Number 10, I hate to put this guy last, uh, but I mean, there's been other quarterbacks uh, that have come through Ann Arbor. So he's not the last. He's just the last of my top 10. It's my guy, DG, Devin Gardner. Uh, He he would have been a lot higher if it wasn't for the offensive line that played in front of him, right? Uh, He had all the talent in the world. Uh, I think that if he would have been playing on these Jim Harbaugh type teams, I think that that would have been a huge huge help for him, but he still had some huge moments, right? Like whether it was the, uh, nearly being Ohio state in 2000, uh, uh, what 2013, uh, beating Notre Dame in 2013. Uh, he had some, some real memorable moments. I mean, in that game against Notre Dame that under the lights too felt like it was, um, like the, you know, felt like the biggest game in the world. So there's that. I forgot. We got to move on. We got to keep these going because we're doing 10, and in uh, like seven minutes. Uh, number nine is Wilton Spate, who I do not feel like he gets enough credit for what he was able to do. Yeah, kind of uh, didn't work out well in 2017 before his back injury. Uh, but um, it's 2016. I mean, it, Wilton was making all the throws, right? He was a lot better than people gave him credit for, but everyone wanted to see Brandon Peters. I mean, they wanted to see John O'Corn as well, uh, but they wanted to see Brandon Peters um, way more so. And uh, 
you know, it's kind of typical Michigan fandom and whoever the backup quarterback is the most uh, popular guy in the room. It tends to be how it's gone. Uh, number eight, Jake Rudock, Jim Harbaugh's first. He w- was solid for the first like eight weeks. And then those last uh, four games really took off. Last four or five games. Started with that Rutgers game. Rutgers, Indiana, Ohio State, not so much. Uh, Penn State was in there and Florida. It, it was like it's it completely different, right? And it started with that Rutgers game. But I mean, it was a kind of whole hum before that. But then he still like he he started throwing for like 300 yards a game, and suddenly everyone was like, "Uh oh, watch out!" It was the quarterback whisperer has come to play in Jim Harbaugh. Number seven, one of my favorites, and uh, a guy that uh, gets a lot of ire, and that's uh, Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson was uh, very polarizing to a lot of people, but he wasn't asked to do what a lot of people thought he might as a former five-star, number one. He battled through injuries that people didn't know he had. I've confirmed that with multiple people in uh, 2019. Could have gone a a lot different. Still finished out 2019 regular season with three 300-yard games. I know a lot of people will put the blame on him for Ohio State. It was the defense, not the offense. I know the offense could have done better, but they're playing catch-up with the 27 points. Yeah, you got to get 30 at least to, to beat Ohio State. They were close. He had some mistakes here and there. I think he played a lot better than people kind of give him credit for. Uh, number six, may he rest in peace, is Ryan Mallett. I know, I put him up, up a little bit higher, but um, he was kind of asked to do an impossible thing to come in after like the type of disastrous start of 2007 and kind of carry Michigan while Chad Henney was mostly injured. And obviously his talent kind of played out at Arkansas, um, but... Um, and, and he really, you could see what the difference was not having a Ryan Mallet type and having a Ryan Mallet type. I know they went eight and four or whatever in 2007, but um, nonetheless, I put him up there. I don't know why I put him up there that high, but I did. Um, nonetheless, uh, number five is Caden McNamara. Uh, what if we went out, boys? Kind of changed everything, right? He was, he was part of the culture change, right? Without Cade McNamara, Michigan loses at Rutgers, and it just kind of continues to fall apart. And certainly his his attitude, his demeanor, he was the right guy in the right moment. Was he flashy? No, he wasn't. The, the, the one game where he threw for 300-plus yards was in a loss against Michigan State. But he got the job done, and he brought Michigan its first Big Ten win in the, in the first ever Big Ten championship game win, first Big Ten win in 20 years, first ever college football playoff appearance. I know he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, the way he left, went to Iowa. Team captain who wasn't around for two-thirds of the season, but still, number five on our list. Number four, Denard Robinson. Certainly a fan favorite amongst I would say a vast majority of you. Um, I'm not going to say, I was going to share a really dumb joke that I have. I will, because whatever. So I laughed at myself just uh, seeing Denard on the sidelines. It was just like, there was a one, one pregame and he was, uh, he, he just like did a light jog, uh, like wherever he was going. Right. He's like, saw someone just did a light jog. I turned to whoever photographer 
was standing next to me. I pointed. I go, yep, still got it. Oh, it's a dumb joke. I just, I don't know. The only reason I share it is because I feel like a lot of the times when I say, like, I'm not going to say that or whatever, it's either because it is dumb or it's something that's going to get me in trouble with the source. Okay? Not because I don't want to tell you, but that was an evidence of where sometimes the people, like, he's holding back. It's like, well, it's because it's stupid. Denar Robinson, national treasure. Shoelace, just enigmatic. All, the Notre Dame wins were incredible. Obviously, he was the last one but until Cade McNamara to beat Ohio State in 2011. Uh, maybe the most fun quarterback to watch that Michigan's had ever. Number three, another divisive figure, and that's John Navarre. Why is John Navarre number three? Because he still holds the single-season record that is not going to be broken anytime soon after I've predicted it every year. It's just clearly not going to happen. There, no one's going to throw for 3,332 yards, which is one more yard than what he threw for in 2003. Won a lot of games. Yes, he was statuesque back there, but he's still number three on the list, uh, and that goes back to 2003. Number two is Chad Henney. That's my quarterback from my time in school. He has the all-time passing leader uh, in terms of uh, cumulative career in Ann Arbor. And uh, no, he never beat Ohio State, but he did beat Michigan State four times. He was very good. It just didn't, you know, no bowl game wins. So, well, one in 2007. But other than that, like, no, you know, one, three bowl game losses, two in the Rose Bowl, one in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, but uh, still, it felt like things were moving forward for Michigan with Chad Henney at the helm. And I thought that it was going to be Chad Henney to Ryan Mallett. And it was just going to continue moving forward. Still, very good quarterback. You know who number one is. That's J.J. McCarthy, national champion. Um, according to Jim Harbaugh, the best quarterback to ever play in Ann Arbor, and he's probably right. So, all right, we're going to continue on. We will go the best running backs countdown, and we're going to do that here in just a moment. But before we do, listen, happy Super Bowl week to everyone who celebrates over at, from, from everyone over at FanDuel. You're not celebrating at FanDuel, but from everyone at FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel's got all the same game parlays, which I know is what you really want. I mean, some of you, I'm sure, are looking at Moneyline and stuff, and you can do the Moneyline. You can, you can do Moneyline. You can add a bunch of different player props. It's just so good. Now, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has also got bets which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That's it. So pick something that wins and, you know, pick a ringer and then get $200 to play with. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. If you're watching on YouTube and you missed the part where I said that I'm on vacation and you're wondering why every episode, except for Tuesday, has different clothing choices, it's because I'm doing all of this on Monday. I'm on vacation. <laughs> so, hence we are list of losing it. And uh, there's no time to waste. Let's get to the best 10 running backs of the uh, last 10 years, which includes 2014 and 2013, I believe. I think that's how we did it. Might have been technically 11 seasons, but last 10 years. Number 10. This was actually a little bit harder of a list to come up with because there are it, it's it's kind of like quarterback where there's not like a lot of variance. So number 10 is probably going to surprise people. It's going to show you that we didn't have a large depth pool to work with. Ty Isaac. Now, I do think Ty Isaac was a little underrated. I wish he would have gotten the ball more. And uh, certainly, I think there were higher expectations for the uh, former five-star who started at USC, transferred to Michigan, really looked like he was going to be the running back of the future at the outside of 2017, but just really never fully caught on. Um, but uh, he's my number 10. Number nine, a guy who uh, only had a partial season with, uh, or one season with uh, Jim Harbaugh, really felt like he was starting to break out, but just could not stay healthy, and that's Drake Johnson. Uh, one of the best interviews you'd ever see. Uh, just completely out there, wild card. But he, uh, he before in 2014, before his injury, when he tore his ACL, if memory serves, it kind of looked like Michigan was going to run away from Ohio State. Ohio State couldn't stop Drake Johnson, and then Drake Johnson stopped himself, unfortunately. So uh, would have been interesting to see what he would have done. Number eight is Chris Evans. I know it feels like these are a little low, but we're starting to get into some kind of bigger names here. Uh, lots of promise didn't kind of quite work out the way that maybe uh, everything had kind of felt like it was going to for him. Uh, obviously, a threat and also in the past game, electric freshman year, uh, never really became the starting running back as it kind of felt like he was going to be. Uh, obviously, that's in part two because of his one-year academic suspension in 2019. Uh, but uh, an electric player, made it to the NFL and uh, certainly felt like there was something left on the table, which is why he's not ranked higher. Number seven is Davion Smith, the, uh, the first starting running back for the Jim Harbaugh era. Uh, just a gritty runner. Wasn't necessarily anything crazy special and uh, didn't really set the world on fire, but he was exactly kind of what was needed at the time, right? Made the tough yards uh, and... Uh, Obviously, the, the big one was the uh, busting out from the, uh, <laughs> the BYU. Like, where, where, where is he? Looks like he's tackled. Oh, no, he's gone. Touchdown. But, uh, yeah, that would be uh, Davion Smith. Number six. One year. No, two years. One, one and a half years, really. One, <laughs> Zach Charbonnet. To come in and be a freshman starter... Did a very good job for the Wolverines. Uh, would, would have been good to keep him. He got homesick. That's the reason why he left. I know there was all this talk about it and everything. I'll go ahead and burn a source now just because I... Remember how I said, said stuff? So it was his stepfather who uh, had told me he was not leaving uh, back when there were the initial rumors. Zach had said, I am not leaving. The problem is it was COVID. He comes home uh, to... 
Southern California when he's raised and just is like, you know what? I am leaving. This is so much better. I want to be close to home. Things change on a dime sometime. So I would have been curious to see how he would have done, but it kind of was a situation that worked out best for all parties because some of the names that we're going to get to here uh, were ones who were able to flourish with Zach Charbonnet not being there. So everyone kind of was able to get their piece of the pie one way or the other. Number five is Fitz Toussaint. We're going back to uh, 2013 here. Uh, he uh, was the last, uh, I mean, even before that, it was like, what, the year before that? I can't remember. I'm not going to look it up right now. He was the last 1,000-yard running back until uh, one that we're going to get to uh, here next, literally. But um, was kind of a, uh, was a bright spot at running back. Kind of felt like things were moving forward, you know, like Michigan was going to have that person and uh, didn't quite, didn't quite uh, stay up, you know, the, the, the talent production at wide, res- or, sorry, running back. Uh, didn't quite uh, get back to the typical Anthony Thomas, Chris Perry, Mike Hart type level until more so recently. Number four is Karan Higdon. Now, he was the one that finally got Michigan above 1,000 yards rushing from the running back position. Of course, Denard Robinson had more than 1,000 yards rushing every year, but uh, there wasn't a running back that did it until Fitz Toussaint. And then Karan Higdon, after uh, several years of trying to find that guy, he becomes the starter in 2017, makes everyone forget that his commitment ended up uh, causing Mike Weber to uh, flip to Ohio State, and everything ended up kind of working out a, kind of another one. I think people felt good about Karan Higdon in Ann Arbor, and people in Columbus felt good about Mike Weber. Number three, Donovan Edwards, the Don. Disappointing year last year. Uh, but still, obviously, two, two touches, two long touchdowns in the national championship game, uh, two long touchdowns against Ohio State. He will forever be a legend in Ann Arbor, no matter what happens. He, he, could, he could carry the ball uh, 200 times for 200 yards next year. And while people will be frustrated, they'll always love Donovan Edwards for not just his, his ability, but also his personality. So he is our number two. Sorry, our number three. Our number two is Hassan Haskins, who, as if you are a long, long time listener or watcher of the show, well, not watcher because we didn't do it on video. Back in 2018, December 2018, I told you that uh, there was no, no, there, no tailback on the team was more talented than uh, Hassan Haskins. And at that time, that seemed like a very bold prediction, and it came to pass. Well, it was a staffer who told me that. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Hassan Haskins uh, became exactly the back that was needed, really started to shine uh, in moments in 2019, uh, and then obviously uh, kind of took it late in 2020 before being the guy in 2021. Five touchdowns against Ohio State is legend status forever. Uh, and uh, his ability to fall forward is uh, and get a couple extra yards ended up just being the stuff of legend, like I say. Number one is obviously Blake Corum. I mean, he's going to be many people. A lot of people had Mike Hart as their favorite running back. This new generation has Blake Corum as their forever best running back. Uh, MVP of the national championship game, Rose Bowl, made all the big runs. 
just so many legendary runs, so many legendary touchdowns. You can't ask for anything more. And just an incredibly great person, an easy person to root for. Best running backs of the past 10 years. That's it. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. And uh, that will uh, that will wrap up our uh, our listicle for the day. And then tomorrow, defense. So we will do that here in just a moment. But before we do, you know what? If you're in Las Vegas, what could you do with an extra $100? I know what I would do. I'm going to put it all on, uh, pick my favorite player's number, roulette, done. Could go to a fancy dinner, could do something like that. I mean, that would be a solo fancy dinner, and it probably wouldn't cover the whole dinner, nonetheless. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all new users get $100 off when, oh, sorry, not all new users, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code Vegas100 with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So many ways that you can enjoy the experience, whether it's views from your seat, uh, their last minute deals, uh, they've got the best price guarantee. Right when we went two weeks ago, and everyone's looking at Lions tickets and saying, like, oh man, or three weeks ago, like it's 1100 to get in. I went on to game time and told you you can get in for 300 bucks, or it was like 400, somewhere in between there. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what will, you'll expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off of a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply, or just download the Game Time app and use the code VEGAS100. For $100 off of a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use the code locked on for $20 off of your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are in severe danger of going over time. I don't want to do that. Uh, so we are going to rush through the best wide receivers of the past 10 years. Kind of similar issues to running back. Uh, really should have just made all these like 15 years. I didn't really want to go into the depressing end of Brady Hoke, any part of Rich Rod. I just didn't want to do it, so we didn't. Um, nonetheless, all right, number 10, Grant Perry. It's kind of funny. I, I kind of thought more highly of Grant Perry's career. And then when I started looking through his yards, it wasn't really like anything to necessarily write home about any given year. But he was good. He was solid. He's number 10. Number 9, Devin Funchess, 2014 after he made the switch from tight end to wide receiver, uh, was one of the few kind of standouts, right? Ended up going in the NFL, being very productive with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, so Devin Funches, everyone will think of the hurdle at Ohio State. Uh, he is our number nine. Uh, number eight, actually that was 2013, I believe, but nonetheless. Uh, 20, tw number eight is the 2014. He's got the most receiving yards of any game. In, uh, actually, see, I, I think I changed this around from how I wrote it, but this is just how we're doing it. Um, most receiving yards in a season, most receiving yards in a single game, that's Jeremy Gallon. It's funny because three years beforehand, I was joking about my number 10 Tom Brady jersey and telling everyone it was a Jeremy Gallon jersey, thinking I was being cute. Ended up being prescient. 
um, ended up being just a real, real good player for Michigan and was one of the uh, bright spots in a really dark time for the Wolverines. Number seven is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Really wish he would have ended up being more close to number one. Highest ranked uh, wide receiver Michigan has ever gotten, ever. And uh, got outshadowed by two people on this list, unfortunately. But still a hometown favorite. Now he's with the Detroit Lions. Tons of athleticism. Uh, just uh, didn't quite get the full production as some of his counterparts like Jalen Waddell or uh, Devontae Smith. There were a lot of guys that were ranked below him who really, really shined on the national stage. Part of it is probably didn't have uh, the best quarterback play to take advantage of his skill set, but others around him uh, also uh, managed to flourish as well. So a little bittersweet. Number six and five kind of go together, so I'm going to give them to you together. That's Amara Darbo at five and Jehu Chesson at six. I think Darbo, I mean, they were they had about the same yards, right? They, they both kind of did similar things. It's funny seeing them both. Uh, they were both on the sidelines for the practice at SoFi uh, in, uh, for the Rose Bowl. Uh, and I talked to them both. It's just funny to see them both. It's like they're both a lot bigger than... Uh, the current wide receivers that Michigan's had. And they were, they were the, you know, what was needed in 2015 and 16, Jim Harbaugh's first two years. And they absolutely did a very good job. And, uh, and were they, they had their moments of flash, right? Whether it's J.U. Chesson's uh, kick return to open up Northwestern uh, the week before uh, the, the BYU one-handed snag by Amara Darbo. They all, they had their moments. Generally, they weren't getting talked about as the top receivers in the country, but they played the exact brand and style of possession receiver that Michigan needed at the time. Number four is Cornelius Johnson. Streaky, obviously, but had some giant plays, always seemed to like kind of come alive on the, in the bigger on the bigger stages when he was needed. Now, only one touchdown last year, which was kind of a weird thing that I didn't really realize, and that was in that, uh, but it was absolutely when it was needed, tip drill against uh, Bowling Green. Uh, but uh, obviously, the two touchdowns against Ohio State, uh, the touch, two touchdowns against Indiana, uh, both went absolutely needed last year. Uh, that tells you a lot about Cornelius Johnson. And uh, uh, this year just kind of felt like there were a lot of those just out routes that were right at the sticks that he managed to make on third downs. He was, he was really big on extending plays, extending drives, rather. Uh, number three is Ronnie Bell. He very well could be number two, but I have him at number three. Um, absolutely going to be a forever fan favorite, which is certainly in large part because he exceeded expectations greatly. Uh, I remember the day he committed. I remember being at dinner with my grandparents, and I was still at 24-7 sports. I remember going on the board and seeing just pages and pages of complaints. How dare they? Well, how dare you? <laughs> um, anyway, it's... Uh, he ended up being, despite all of the, you know, Michigan had the four receivers. I know Oliver Martin wasn't there forever, but, you know, everyone's talking about the best receiver class ever. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nico Collins, Oliver Martin, Tariq Black. Well, Ronnie Bell ended up being the best of uh, most of them. And uh, he ended up uh, outgaining pretty much everybody. You, you knew he was going to get open and you knew he was going to make the big catch. 
And that was, it just felt like before he tore his ACL, he was going to be on another plane. And then he still was really good in 2022. I think he, if he didn't get injured in 2021, I, man, I, I just felt like he was about to really soar. He is our number three. Number two is Nico Collins. Did not get there to the same level as Ronnie Bell in terms of yardage, but you're seeing it in the NFL right now. And you could see it in 2018 Ohio State game. There are just so many games where you could just throw it up to Nico and he would make it. Then the problem was Michigan just didn't want to throw it up to Nico for whatever reason. But he was incredible. And man, could Michigan use a wide receiver like him <laughs> this year? Number one is Roman Wilson. Uh, didn't necessarily have the uh, the Ohio State showings, right? He 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 had one big catch in 2021, pretty inconsequential in 2022. Had the touchdown, the tough touchdown in 2023, uh, but is incredible catches that he made are just par excellence. Nebraska was absolutely incredible. Even ECU, incredible. Uh, then obviously having the very important game tying touchdown in the Rose Bowl, that is that just tells you everything you need to know, and that was the most important touchdown uh, from a receiver all year this year. He was the guy, and he made the best of it. All right, so that's the that's the show, right? That's all the offense until we get to tight ends and all of that stuff. So we will get to that tomorrow, tight ends and uh, edge rushers and cornerbacks. So look forward to that. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will be, excuse me, we will be back on Friday. Peace. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.